Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health, Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I, I, I love doing, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while now, and the shows are just always great. And I, it's funny how I meet different people and we start talking and I say, oh, can, can we do a show? And so this is one of those people that um, I met at, well, say Twisted Trunk mm-hmm. Brewery, which is um, the owner started that into Cuesta, uh, Florida. And it used to be, it, well, still there, but it's um, a TBC, Tequesta Brewing Company. And uh, I remember when that place was just a little... It was part of another little place. Yeah. Long story short, um, I try to visit and support local breweries. I do like um, microbrews, and, and you find some of the most amazing people. And, and one of those people that I found um, is here with me in the studio today, Miss uh, Christine Renninger, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the Lionfish Huntress. Yes, that's me. Yeah, so there was kind of a, a, a thinking shop night and uh, where they had different uh, booths and things, and you had jewelry mm-hmm. um, and the jewelry looks so interesting so I stopped and talked with you and you shared not so much just the artistry and your creative abilities which were really obvious based upon what I saw but your passion for our reefs and for you know the indigenous sea life here that is being affected negatively through lionfish that's true um, where this differs to me versus other shows on lionfish and, uh, affecting our um, indigenous, you know, sea life and, and reefs is that I thought, what a brilliant way, besides obviously killing them and eating them, <laughs> <laughs> to help balance out our ecosystem in the way that you have by not only educating but making jewelry from them. Yeah, I really enjoy that and meeting people Mm -hmm. and surprising them. Mm -hmm. I think when you walked by, you said, oh, cool feathers. And I said, wait, hold on a second. Let me shock you here. These are actually fish and going on into lionfish. I forgot about that part. Yeah, (laughs) I thought they were feathers. Yeah, (laughs) You had to just take a step back for a second and and look at them closer. So that was really fun. Yeah, and you're wearing a pair now that, if you didn't know, they look like feathers, uh, earrings, yeah. actually. So, and if you, you'll see on my Instagram, if you check out Maximum Health Radio, um, you'll see the pictures and you'll see why they can look, they can fool you a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they look light and they feel beautiful. I mean, what's so, so let's take a little bit of a step back. Okay. When did you start? You obviously have been spearfishing for some time. I have. And you didn't start doing that for Mm -hmm. this. No. So my story hunting lionfish started probably in 2014. I moved down to Florida uh, after college and 
I was always attracted to the water. I've been a swimmer my whole life, and so I got into that to adventure beyond the forest and into the ocean. And I was down here volunteering in our state parks doing invasive species removal, vegetation. So Brazilian pepper, melaleuca, you name it. Mm-hmm. And so What's your I, degree in? What did you go to school for? I, I, got, I went to school for environmental studies okay. and uh, sustainability was my minor. So like sort of like natural resource economics is yeah. basically what that is. It was kind of new at the time. Yeah. So um, that Becoming increasing, increasingly valuable now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. We, ha- we have to mm-hmm. include sustainability in all of our business practices mm-hmm. and day-to-day lives, really. Green is the new way. It <laughs> is. Um, and so when I learned about, I started learning more about the fish species because I also got to help out with reef fish surveys that we conducted in St. Lucie Inlet Preserve State Park, which has an in-water boundary and includes the northern bit of our Florida coral reef system. We did annual surveys there. So identifying fish um, um, got me into identifying lionfish, and I found out that it was really encouraged to remove these lionfish from the ecosystem. I started learning about all their negative impacts. And then once I started hunting them, it was just so much fun. Like not only was I down there diving and experiencing the ocean, I was removing what was hurting it. Mm. And I started having dreams about yeah, the lionfish yeah. and just like their patterns. They're so beautiful. Like I can see why they were brought in as this aquarium species. They're, mm. you know, they're not native to this region right, yeah. and they were imported. Um, I think that people, I, <laughs> once they started realizing that all their other pretty ornamental, other expensive fish in their aquarium started disappearing. <laughs> they probably had a better, mm-hmm. had a, uh, they disliked the lionfish and probably what, lost it. When, when you say it was hurting it, what did you see in your own exploration that really was clear? Like, holy cow, I didn't know that this was the magnitude of which this invasive species was damaging mm-hmm. our Yeah, so when lionfish are um, on coral reefs, you know, natural or or, um, artificial reefs, so like a sunken ship, when they're present, there is much less biodiversity of the native reef fish, especially with the smaller reef fish. Yeah. Um, The lionfish predate on those small larval fish and so they reduce their numbers dramatically. Okay. They can eat so many of those small fish so they really impact the natural recruitment of our native fish and once you lose the biodiversity it's just it's pretty sparse. Right. I, I've been to reefs where there's not a whole lot else other than lionfish clustered here you know and 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 just to to be clear are there any predators for them not not here Mm -mm. yeah even for scorpion fish 
which is their most closely related species that live native to these waters. Yeah. The, you know, maybe some sharks, uh, large groupers yeah. have taken them, but... They don't really like it. No. Because really, of spines and everything. This, they're so venomous yeah. and they're so bright and flashy. They look so different yeah. that um, the, the predators, our sharks and large groupers, don't even recognize that right. as a prey species. They haven't evolved together. Mm-hmm. And same with the prey that the lionfish take the prey are naive to the lionfish they don't know to be afraid of it what the heck what are you bothering me for yeah (laughs) who are you (laughs) and the lionfish is an ambush predator too so they use their pelvic fins they spread it out and basically corner their stunned scared prey and open their mouth like a trap door and it's like a vacuum okay Wow, they say they are a serious predator. Absolutely. And you, you know, I was looking at your um, Instagram account, lionfish underscore huntress underscore Florida. And, you know, one of the things I loved um, was that you posted that you do do gut checks to see what's going on. When Mm -hmm. you spare these lionfish, you do a gut check. Mm -hmm. And you found... uh, uh, that it had a two-inch bicolored damselfish. What's a damselfish? Is that? Yeah. yeah. So a damselfish is a, a small native reef fish. They're kind of disc rounded. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very familiar with the sergeant major, which is probably the more popular, most popular, common reef fi- uh, damselfish that we out here. They have thick black mm-hmm. bars and they like to swim in groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, most damselfish are algae eaters. Right. This bicolor damsel is a little bit different. Most of the time they're eating plankton, um, but other damselfish help clean the algae. Okay. Um, you know, the, the lionfish will eat anything. It's not really discriminatory on what it right. eats, but it t- it's eating a lot of the other fish that help keep our corals clean right, from algae right. and overgrowth of nutrients and all that too. Huh. And then also the damselfish are food for snappers and groupers, so that's depleting their food chain. Absolutely. The yeah. snappers and other commercially important fish that we like to eat mm-hmm. are being um, outcompeted mm-hmm. and they have less food to eat as well. And so so when did the idea hit? Okay, so you, you, you're passionate about this, you're seeing what's going on, it hits home, it's, it, you know, it's your heart is hurt, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, not only professionally, because it's, it's also now your part of your education, you know, your, it's your profession, it's what you went to school for, mm-hmm. but also because it's your passion, because it's your love, your love of the ocean and everything. So, so at what point did you decide, hey, I'm going to do something about this besides sparing them and maybe eating them. I'm going to make the jewelry. Like when, what is that lightning strike? Yeah. So that it absolutely was, uh, it felt like lightning because I had punctured my finger while I was filleting the fish mm-hmm. and it was very sharp. It hurt. Um, at that time I was lucky that the fish had been on ice for a couple of hours so it wasn't the full effect. Um, apparently, the pain level for a live lionfish sting is 50 times a wasp. Wow. Which is very painful. Yes. I've had friends wow. who 
um, hit their own hand because they were holding the contraption that they put the lionfish in was just kind of like people are familiar with the the lion in or the zookeeper which is basically a containment unit where you pick them and then put them past a flap so you don't have to handle them while you're diving when it's mm -hmm. risky and um, he was in so much pain that he thought he could chew his finger off and it would hurt less. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've only, I've been stung by a bee, but not mm -hmm. a wasp. And a wasp is, hurts worse than a bee sting. It does. And then, so 50 times a wasp is probably like 75 times at least a bee sting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> and it will swell up. Some people will yeah. have really bad reactions, yeah. like they need to go to the hospital. But it's a... The, the venom is a protein, yeah. so because the fish had been on ice that I was handling for so many hours, the protein had denatured. Mm. And so it, was just, it felt like a bee sting for mm. me at that point. So while I probably should have been wearing some sort of like protective hand gear, right. I wasn't. And so I started after that, I was clipping the fins off of the lionfish before I filleted them mm -hmm. to protect myself. And I was, and I started looking closer at the fins and they are so pretty. Mm -hmm. They are, they vary a little bit between fish to fish being more bright orange or pale with different shaped spots. It's kind of, it makes me think of cheetah. Right or that and and the pelvic fins are darker and sometimes they have little white polka dots right, right, right. and so i was clipping off the fins and then i just started experimenting i think my first pair is i just made a few for myself a few pairs of earrings and i uh, painted nail polish on them mm -hmm. and <laughs> wanted to make sure that they didn't smell like rotting fish yeah and um how'd that you they do with that up. um <laughs> my first trials they were very brittle I don't think I cured them properly, and they. Um, I still I still have some, but they didn't dry or cure very well either. So I, every single batch I make, I learn a little bit from the last one, mm -hmm. and I, you know, set them out to cure a certain way, and yeah. I've started using proper resins and better hardware, and just evolved. So the, the process, if I understand you correctly, is clipping first mm -hmm. and foremost, obviously. Well, catching. Yes. Catch, <laughs> that's the hard part. Catching, <laughs> killing, clipping. Yeah. Then curing. Mm -hmm. And then once you cure, what, how long is that process of curing? Sometimes it can take a week. It's okay. just really important to get all the moisture out. Sure. The fins are mostly made of cartilage. Okay. So you you have to treat it in a way that removes the moisture so it doesn't Got decay. It. So uh, so then you do the clipping, and once you do the clipping, you select, or you, all of them get used? Um, well, I, I try to use as many as I can. Right. Um, sometimes I've noticed if I stuff my containment unit too full, the lionfish kind of rough each other up, and so they're not the <laughs> cleanest yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, specimens at that point. But yeah, I, I try to use as many as I can, and then I notice different size lionfishes. Sometimes their spot patterns are um, like more stripes on their caudal tail fins when they're younger. So I can, if I get two yeah. five inch line fishes, I have a pair of caudal fin earrings yeah. from that. <laughs> so, okay. And then you have necklaces. Mm -hmm. What other jewelry do you make? Um, I can make charms. Yeah. I've started doing cufflinks. 
bracelets. I saw a pair of cufflinks. I was like, what? Oh, yes. Fren- <laughs> French cufflinks for the <laughs> yeah. fancy man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so cufflinks, um, necklaces, um, what, amulets, like they call yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> amulets, charms, yeah. bracelets. bracelets. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm just, oh, I've hair clips. Hair clips. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and how's that been going? Are, do, are people really supportive? Do you find it's, yeah. it's, it's a growing trend? They, they are. I think it was really popular for gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're here in Jupiter, Juno yeah. Beach, Florida, yeah. and usually of at the markets people come by and either they dive or they yeah. know somebody else who dives or yeah. they know someone who loves fishing and they're just they're into it so they they want to give that and it's pretty likely that the person who they're gifting to probably doesn't have lionfish things <laughs> yeah most at this point not yet <laughs> no <laughs> um and then what about you know people from out of town can they order yeah yeah they what's can, your website um i i have an etsy uh, i've started slowing down on the etsy just because the platform is a little mm-hmm. bit like less um usable but uh, you can direct message me on Instagram, and I try to post my new styles from there. So even if uh, the one that you're looking at might be snagged already, mm-hmm. uh, I have more coming out. And that's lionfish underscore huntress underscore Florida on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So now that we talk about that, I'm curious how much more of your outdoors person you can't say outdoors man (laughs) (laughs) outdoors person um exploration exploratory future you see expanding you know like what what's what's some of your other uh you know what's the other awareness of what's happening out there so i i feel like i reach a good audience whenever i set up at markets or or fundraiser events Mm -hmm. i've had fundraisers with the Reef Institute and Save Our Florida Reefs and um, when I was at the Martin County Lionfish Derby or Lionfish Roundup last summer uh, after the I got out of the water I opened up my little table and sort of showed people what else I could do with them and so talking to people one-on-one I think really helps like spreading the awareness I think that People, once people find out how beautiful they are and talk to somebody who tells them how great they taste, that really increases the incentive mm-hmm. at, for people to help control the population. Even though they might not be divers, yeah. they can help by asking their restaurant to get the lionfish on the menu. Mm-hmm. Lionfish is really hard. To, like you can, they don't take to hook and line. So you need a diver, basically, to okay. take them. So that must be why you don't see it on too many menus. People mm-hmm. do need to ask, but also it's n- not as easy to come by. Mm-hmm. I've seen them uh, at Cotton Capers sometimes, um, yeah. which is a local, it's in North Palm, you know, Florida, uh, wonderful Florida fishmonger. But um, I-, I think definitely I've seen it more on the menu in the Keys. Yes. Yeah, there's, sent, I think, the lionfish came down to the Keys in like 2002, maybe 2009, and they have re- the Reef Institute or uh, 
Reef, capital letters Reef, has really taken to education and funding derbies and roundups to fight the um, lionfish invasion. I mean, the Keys has so much in their dive ecotourism and uh, fishing down there that they absolutely have so much of a need to fight this invasion. Right. To, to in, in your quest to help with the rebalancing of our sea life and oceans and so forth and reefs, is there any other invasive species, whether on land or in sea, um, or at sea, that we need to be aware of? Well, there's invasive species on, I think, most of the con continent. Um, I mean, lionfish are definitely the most prevalent in our nearshore reefs, um, although they can be offshore to a thousand feet. They've been wow. seen at like 300 meters, huh. which is well past what a recreational or even, I mean, pretty technical diver can reach. So yeah. that it's a little bit disheartening to think about that in a way because it just makes me think that we'll, we'll probably never yeah, fully com it, completely yeah. take yeah. the lionfish out because they're there. They're naturalized yeah. already. Like they have they breed and do so well here, they'll probably never be able to be removed. Mm. But if we can just keep controlling the population in areas that we can reach and give our reef fish a fighting chance, that's all we can do. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, that sounds helpful. Yeah, we yeah. try. The problem with invasive species mostly is the loss of biodiversity. Yeah. You see, um, you know, up here in our gardens, we're constantly fighting back different invasive grasses or Brazilian pepper. And once a species c takes hold in the area, or even like Australian pine actually is a really good example, they like to colonize around the intercoastal area. And they have needles that will drop onto the ground and, and create this thick layer and the needles have a chemical in them that I think is increasing, I hope I got that right, the acidity to reduce the uh, uh, option for other plants to yeah, be living there. Right. So just lose that. Yeah, they're really acidic. I know that yeah, it'll ruin areas of <laughs> grass and whatever the natural ecosystem of that area is. So. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at the environment as a whole, and of course you're spending considerable amount of time in the water, um, what's your take on are we really in danger of global warming kind of thing based upon what you see? I've done several interviews and obviously I have my own feelings and, and, and I've you know had people from NASA and all that, but I always like to ask people who are in the field, you know, who are out there, who are in, in the ocean, are you seeing change? I am. I mean, I, I do have to limit it to my scope and give you that caveat because I've been diving for 10 years, you know. I, I've not had the full breadth of a climate scientist to give you that, but I, I have seen change. And even if it's, you know, there's climate change, there's global warming, it's a change. There's changes happening that is making it less biodiverse. I don't know. Biodiverse is like 
the best thing that can happen because then you have all these different parts of the ecosystem. You don't just have one massive bucket you have uh, of one thing. You have all these beautiful different things that can be pulled upon. Right. So you're seeing it. I'm seeing, seeing it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's it's something that you know I'm listening to different shows on the radio on NPR sp- uh, specifically, and I'm learning that there's so many ways that we need to start to think more green. I mean, just mm-hmm. just from the skiing at the Olympics, they're talking about the the production of. S- Snow using fossil fuels because there's less snow because of global warming because you know and you're and just trapped in this cycle. Uh, it's crazy because there's less snow because of global warming, so then they're creating more snow, but then they're using <laughs> fossil fuels, which release more <laughs> carbon. Uh, it's so like, let's start using yeah. more renewable energies, right, right? And or use less energy. Yeah, we yeah. forget that that's also an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much of it. Um, one more thing. Are you seeing less uh, human waste or garbage, plastic and things in the ocean? Are people mm-hmm. starting to be more conscious about that? or I think people are starting to tell other people that they see it more often. I think we're absolutely being more aware. I, it's not like I'm seeing less. I see trash, plastic bags on the ocean floor all the time. That also goes into my containment unit along with the lionfish. You know, you just, you have to pick that up. And um, I think... If you love what you hear and are looking for more happy, healthy ways for quality living, log on to bellhealth.com and subscribe to receive special advanced benefits and information on the first ever holistic health app, Bell Health, coming 3-23-22. Oh, good. Uh, You know, besides what you're doing to help with our reefs and um, to balance our, you know, sea life and ecosystem locally, um, it sounds like you're, you're definitely a good pair of eyes to have out there and... And uh, your environmental reach is going to continue to grow. And Mm. you're also obviously a tremendous artist. So hopefully people will support and uh, purchase your jewelry and and educate others as to um, ways to be effective. Right. So sometimes just Mm -hmm. being creative can be effective and also supporting creativity uh, can be a way of being effective in your environment. Um, So this has been wonderful. It's been great speaking with you. Uh, Lionfish Huntress. <laughs> what a great you. name. Uh, Christine Renninger. And uh, I- again, if you would like to follow her on Instagram, um, it's lionfish underscore huntress underscore Florida. If you love what you hear and are looking for more happy, healthy ways for quality living, log on to velhealth.com and subscribe to receive special advanced benefits and information on the first ever holistic health app, Vel Health coming 3-23-22. And this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. If you missed any portion of this show, it is available via all podcasts. And uh, take care. See you next time.